Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Friends, our second reading of scripture this day comes to us from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. Let us hear the word of God this day. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Don't you remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and the other women who were with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale. They did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. And stooping in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Friends, alleluia, that Christ has risen and Christ has risen indeed. And on this day, we bask in the light of new hope, new life. Yet as glorious as Easter is in its splendor, I think after hearing this reading from Luke, it would be fair to say that the first Easter was undoubtedly chaotic, and it was anything but quiet or majestic. The massive stone sealing the tomb had rolled away. The tomb that held a beloved friend and Zosama Messiah was missing. You had mysterious figures cloaked in bright, dazzling clothes. You had disciples hidden away in some room because they were scared, only to be startled and roused by the testimony of women who they did not believe. (laughs) If anything, Easter is a season of the unexpected. It is a season for us to be caught off guard so that we might catch a glimpse and hold on to things that should be, not are. In many ways, our Easter this year is like that first Easter morning. Because it seems like in many ways we can't seem to catch a break. We're in a world that is in the midst of war and untold bloodshed. 
We are in a world that is plagued by injustice and fears and uncertainty about what the future holds. We are in a world that is crying out in pain. And there are certainly fears for what the future holds. But in the midst of those fears, we hear the rumblings of the stone being rolled away, revealing what it is our hearts have been longing for all this time. So on this Easter morning, let us reflect on a few of the things we hear in our passage this morning. First of all, we have the empty tomb, this tomb that I don't know if I can put it into words really well, but you should really get the sense that this stone that was placed in front was meant to seal in whatever was inside. So that's a pretty big stone. (laughs) I think, Marianne, is as strong as I think you are. I don't think you could roll it away by yourself. (laughs) This was a big stone, people. So it must have been disorienting for the woman who stumbled upon this site, only to find it empty. To be fair, though, wouldn't we be shaken, disturbed even, if we were to discover a person's resting place who we cared for, only to find it disturbed and opened? But it's in this empty tomb where we are challenged to see the unexpected works of God. And the innumerable opportunities that God presents to us. Because you see, it is in those empty spaces, it is in those empty void or those voids, those places where there is nothing, where God brings forth something new. That should sound a little familiar to you, I think, if you just were to take your Bible and and go back to that portion in Genesis, (laughs) where in the beginning God created. God has this habit of taking nothing and bringing forth something new. It is in those empty spaces where God does something new. For from the beginning, God transformed the emptiness of space and created light and water and dry land. Today, we need to pay attention to the new things God is doing and the places that we think are empty or barren or dead. To pay attention or to at least open our hearts to being able to perceive these things. Because nothing is impossible with God. And this Easter, we are reminded that we too often ignore or pay no mind to what it is God is doing around us. So let us be watchful and receptive to what God brings forth from an empty tomb. Secondly, on this day, we should remember this, the joyous proclamation that the woman shared. Now, we aren't told how many women there are. We, we do hear some names, but we don't know how big of a group it is. It could have been a pretty sizable group who found Jesus' tomb empty. What's significant about this is that Easter, for us, is a reminder then that Easter is not about staying quiet. What kind of Easter would we have if the woman didn't run off and they didn't say anything to anyone? I don't 
think we would really have much to celebrate today then. The women find where the disciples are hiding and they burst into the room. They didn't care about the looks the disciples must have given them. I can imagine the disciples were probably shocked, annoyed, or even angry. But they had good news and they had to share it. There was no loud rendition of Jesus Christ is risen today. Only their words or tears of excitement or shouts of excitement of what they saw and what they heard from the figures cloaked in radiant light. This proclamation they had for us is a reminder of how life-giving it is to share this good news. It is a reminder for us that the women who ran to the disciples did not keep their eyes forever locked on to what was. They didn't keep their eyes locked on to that tomb. But they made the shift to look forward to what new things, what new hope, new life God was doing in front of them now. Instead, their focus and ours should be on the good news of our current and future hope. And if we do try to keep something tucked away, I think Jesus will find a way to pry it free. He, I think, has a pretty good track record now of doing that. Finally, for us this Easter, we should remember that Jesus is not here. He's somewhere else. We hear those words finally that perhaps are the most important reminder from the figures in dazzling clothes. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Why do we look for Jesus among the dead, among the collections of things past and long gone? Oh, the way things used to be. You know what I, it, you, don't, you don't have to say what they are. I know you know what I'm talking about, though. Jesus isn't there. He was, but he's no longer there. Jesus, in this Easter morning passage, is drawing our attention to the new things that are unfolding in our presence today. And that means we can't long for the things that are in the tomb. Those ways of living that did not bring about new life. The ways that did not serve the people Jesus would serve. Those things that kept us from loving the people Jesus would love and die for. As we look for Jesus, we are reminded that God's ways are not our ways. And we are taught this lesson again this Easter season as we ask where it is we can find Jesus. Jesus, who is in the tears of the oppressed and the persecuted. Jesus, who is in the sighs of those who mourn. Jesus, who is in the cries of those who long for justice. Jesus, who is in the weary earth beneath our feet, crying out for someone to care. Let us go and look for Jesus there.
As we do so, let us remember this, that Easter is not a once a year holiday, but it is a conscious choice to live or not to live as people who, love, who have been touched by the love of God. We choose whether we want to roll away the stone and remove those toxins from our heart that keep us from the divine, earth-shaking chaos of Easter. We have to make the choice if we want to live as Easter people. But we are an Easter people, a resurrection people, and our discipleship will always involve an element of Easter ministry. And friends, that is the type of good trouble, the silence-shattering, the divine chaotic force that Jesus wants us to carry on. And none of it is possible without the sustaining and empowering gifts that Christ gave to us this day. It is a gift that resides with us now, that draws our attention to the places in our souls that require something new. Silence or ground-shattering proclamation of Easter so that we might bring it and share it with others. So friends, may we this Easter season draw our eyes not to the empty tomb, but to the task in front of us to live as Easter people in the light of God's kingdom. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.